Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of While We Sing Together. This week, we've got a, a cracking chat with former Sky Blues favourite striker Gary Thompson. He's, um, he's worked our, um, our technical bods. They've had to work hard to bleep out some of the swearing, but Tomo's stories are well worth a listen. There's some great tales about how, he, how Cov gave him his big chance in football, what it was like tackling, tackling racism on the terraces back then. And just, you know, some, some serious issues, but some very funny stories as well. So, hope you enjoy listening to it. Without any further ado, here he is, me, Matt Kendrick, speaking to Gary Tomo Thompson. Well, Gary, we'll kick off yeah. in the very beginning. Not the very beginning, the day you were born, but the day that you kind of found your way into football for a living, really. Tell us, tell us how, it, how it came about. I started playing football as a, as a I've got four brothers and a sister, all sporting family like. My sister, um, she ran for England. My, my brother is a commando, Marine commando. Um, my other brother, we, we passed when Villa the year, Villa got promotion. And my little brother played for Coventry. Uh, we played for Coventry, he lives in Spain, played for Spain as well, Keith. So, like, we'd always play football. And I was, uh, I went the smallest, but uh, I was like the weediest one. And nice to try and get in the game. They wouldn't let me in the game. I'd say to my mum, well, what you do at eight years of age? You start crying to your mum. She said, let him play. So let me play. But they used to boot me all over the place. Hence, years later, people kind of used to think I was really tough. But it was only because I'd been brutalised in childhood. So like, yeah, I started then. Um, I went to, I, I became pretty good because that's all I did. Played football with my brothers, went down the park, played football down the park, went to school, played football at school. And then um, we played a, a, a school Maypole Miners or whatever I played and I they, you know you're standing at the beginning and someone goes who's your best player and it was oh Tom who's your best player and there was this like blonde haired giant and we're all like there's no way he's 11 anyway this kid plays and he plays midfield and I used to play midfield breaking forward because basically I do everything corners free kicks to the yeah. bit. and this kid everything I did he had an answer for so in the end like, I've got one last resort which is violence <laughs> I try and beat him up he beat me up so uh I, I talk about it for a few days, but you get back into it, into the football, forget all about it. Right? I walk into Bramwood School, and I joined Bramwood because uh, my brothers went to Weeds Lane. I went to Bramwood because it was a sporting school. Bob Latchford was there, all the Latchford brothers and, that, and the Stewarts. I walk in, and there's this kid there. So I look at this kid, and I fucking know you, Paul Dyson. <laughs> so Paul Dyson and me become best mates for the next four or five years. We are best mates, do everything together. We're the top players each year and all yeah. that. And then Paul gets picked for England schoolboys. He, he doesn't make it but he should have been, should have made it then uh, Coventry City coming for him I'm playing for Warwickshire with uh, Paul and Andy Blair and uh, Coventry come to see us three or four times never seen anything in me even though I was scoring all the goals and letting everybody know it was me and um, they said to Paul one day you got any good mates and he just said to me do you want to come down went down to Coventry trained um, for a week on, on a holiday and then um, that's me to come back again in the summer that's me to go down for the six week holiday did and I shot up I ended up playing that's, I was 15 I ended up playing in the reserves at 15 my main centre forward got injured I played in the reserves scored did okay all of a sudden I've gone from being what might be then all of a sudden like I'm like one of the f- favourite kids like so uh, it was it was funny because we were all on the bench and they used to play first team versus reserves and it was a curtain raiser so we play that and um, I'm sitting on the bench just happy to be at Ivory Road on the bench like Last 20 minutes, Bert Edwards goes, get on, myself, Bannister, a few of us have gone on, like, and uh, balls come to me, and most people that have ever seen me play will, will not believe this, but I've picked it up, I've pushed it past a couple of lads, and I've spanked it, it's gone back 20 yards into the goal, 
So I'm just going to, let's see if like, I do it all the, way, all the time. Jimmy Hill's on the mic, isn't he? And that's another goal from one of our young lads up here. Who's that? Thompson, yeah, Gary Thompson. Anyway, that Saturday, I played in reserves. All of a sudden, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm school, but I'm playing in reserves. And that's how it really started. And then Paul, all of a sudden, I've leapfrogged Paul. But Paul obviously caught up with me. We ended up playing reserves at 15. And uh, so they, I knew they were going to sign me. They sent me an, an offer to be an apprentice for three years. But for the moment I joined, I did my cartilage within weeks of joining, had an operation, did got that done. And then um, within a few weeks, I was training with the first team. And I, not that I was playing, but I was in and out of the first team. It squad, I was training all the time. Ron Wiley was uh, the coach, Gordon Milne was the manager. And uh, I was off and running. I made the actual debut. Um, I'm scoring goals in the reserves. Mick Ferguson and Ian Wallace are the centre forwards of Coventry. Good, good centre forwards. Like Tom Hitchison's on the wing. Obviously, Coventry's greatest ever player. So, like, uh, and they used to call me Toby or Kunta Kinte because Roots was hip at the time. Like, so, like, I mean, there's a lot of banter going around. Some of it's cruel or ruthless, but it, it, it toughens you up. Yeah. So, I had no problem with all that. Um, Mick Ferguson's injured. I'm scoring goals in the reserves. Being the, the loud, outgoing fellow I am, the team. They, they put the team on the notice board on a, on a Friday after training. So I bowl up and I'm like, excuse me, let me let me get to the front, let me just see where I'm, I'm playing like. So I go down his list. I can't see my name. Look on the reserves. I'm in the reserves, but I'm sub for the reserves. I'm not. So I, I'm fuming. Barry Powell and Hutch pulled me and said, don't, it's Friday. Don't bother the manager today. Wait until Monday. Because by now I've been telling people all week, oh, people make, make me a debut at Spurs. Like, you know, I played. People are ringing like, how did you get on? You didn't play, you didn't go. So I'm raging by the, by the um, Sunday night, going to train on Monday, doing my training. And when you're in the, with all the players, they egg you on, don't they? Oh, I can't believe you're not playing a big man. What's he doing? I'm like, yeah, fellas, got no idea. Like, you know, he's bottle job. Like, I can't believe it. So I slagged Milne off. Like, and Gordon, he knows I love him, so he knows this is just me running my mouth. We have a lunch and all the players used to eat together in them days. Sat down for lunch and he'd be like, Tommy, come sit with us. So I sat down with Barry Powell, Tom Richardson and all them. And I, I know them winding me up, Terry Rock. I know them winding me up, but I can't help but bite. Can't believe he didn't play big man. They got beat by Spurs, by the way. I can't believe he didn't play big man. I can't believe it either. You should go and tell him. If he come in here now, I'd let him know. Like, So this has gone on for a bit. Anyway, Milne comes in for his lunch, does he? And I'm like, so I thought he'd had his lunch. Coming in. Gordon's always dapper and he like, cut it. Right then, what we got, Joyce? So tells him um, she tells him what we can have for lunch. But she's like, Tomo, don't say it to us, tell him he's here now. And Gordon, went, you got something to say? And I was like, no, no, Catherine, no. And yeah, you got something to say? And I said, he's been moaning all day, like, you go tell him now. So in anyway, my office now, went in the office and uh, walked in and I used to hate, Gordon's brilliant. I used to hate being in an office with Gordon and Ron Wiley because they like, bounce off each other and they'd make you feel like you got five pound out of them, you'd done well. Some of the stuff is I'm dreading it. So you got a problem with Saturday then? I said, well, you know what the lads are like, they're talking building up. But I was a little bit disappointed because they played Keith Osgood, who was a centre-half, centre-forward, and Spurs away. I said, well, you played a centre-half, centre-forward. So, myself, Frank McGrellis, all the other strikers, what's that say about us then? Ron looks at me. He says, uh, Gordon, I don't, we didn't call him in Friday to discuss the team tactics and the formation, did we? And Gordon went, you know, I missed it. We should, I should have had him in like... And having this conversation, I'm, I'm shrinking, so please get me out of here. In the end, they, they, after messing me about for a bit, he said, uh, the reason why we didn't play you, we didn't want you to make your debut away from home, because it's always tough away from home. So you'll be playing tomorrow against Aston Villa. 
out of the office and you better you better do well right I'm out of the office job done <laughs> then I'm Panthers, we do need to look to the game. Actually, I've got, I've got to do well. Played Aston Villa, team of support. Funny enough, I never really mentioned it when I was a Coventry supporter Villa because as soon as I got there, I found that they hated the Coventry. Probably, hated, probably a wise, yeah. A wise I couldn't choice. understand why. And same thing at the Albion, to be fair. But uh, made my debut against Aston Villa. Andy Gray was playing. Is it Highfield Road or Villa? Yeah, Highfield Road. Road. They beat us. Uh, I think it was three two. Andy Gray scored a couple, but uh, the game was like a blur. By now, what are we? Early eighties. Yeah. And is it still fair to say that black players are in the minority there? There's yeah, not going to be. There's not going to be a great deal of black players playing. Conchi had Danny Thomas and myself. Um, West Brom had three um, with Laurie and Cyril and Brendan, but there wasn't many black players. There'd be one black player, David Bennett and um, Gary Bennett from Man City. There weren't many black players playing at all, but the ones that were were making a name for themselves. But you go away to certain places and you get dogs abuse. But even the year Villa got promoted, which is. 88 yeah. we go to Middlesbrough and there's myself and Andy Gray the black Andy Gray and we're uh, we get off the coach and at Ayrson as it was or whatever there's loads of fans you get off the coach and you're coming through the fans and people go you sign that mister every time I sign something someone boots me sign again someone boots me it's happened three times and in the end I'm going to sign and I was like that and then uh, there was a lad like that but there was all people milling around and he tried to get away and I went like trying to grab him and the old Bill Con, this is before the game, Graham Taylor's like, you're doing causing trouble. You just <laughs> me. But that sort of thing you go on, you get you just get you get abused. Um it was usually um the opposition. When I first started at Coventry, there was a guy called Robert Ralph who uh he got he got famous for not refusing to sell his house to Indians. And uh, I think he lived in Leamington. And there's a big thing about it. Anyway, before Coventry games, he'd be handing out leaflets. Now I don't know this because I'm obviously in the dressing room. Don't don't cheer for the black the black boy. He's a, a tool of the Jews or something. This is what I've been told ever since. Like, and um, there used to be a guy, Frank. I can't remember his last name. He used to write for the Daily Mirror, and he was the voice of football for the Daily Mirror. He took up the article on the day. People only know these leaflets are that. <laughs> my old my old lady, my mum, typical West Indian woman, leaflet sorry frittle. So she's like, I've got to have one of them geezers too, but to give it and realise it's uh, not trying to pull it back. My mum's trying to pull it. She's read what it is. She's got the umbrella out. So, so then he sees it and he wrote he wrote the article and then uh, I come in after the game, I come through and what's it? And he had a chat with me and he said about the racial abuse and played Ipswich and I scored the equaliser. And he said, Does it bother you? I said, To be honest, I can't hear it. When I'm playing, I'm playing, I can hear my teammates and if I score, then you sort of open up and yeah. you can hear it. But I said, Generally, I don't hear a lot. I said, well, it worries me sometimes and my girlfriend or my mum and people can hear some abuse. But generally, I'm playing, I don't. And I know it really hurts them if they give me abuse and then I score yeah. or we win the game or whatever. So, but yeah, early 80s, it was still quite, a, um, not even aggressive, but it was a, a racial time. There's a, there a lot of racial abuse flying around. Like. So you, you left Coventry. You go to Albion, probably reluctantly yeah, at yeah. first, but did that soon change? Did you, did you, you soon enjoy your, enjoy your time there? So I drove around the ground three times, um, didn't want to go in, um, signed, and so I go down for the first day. I do the same again, I don't want to, don't want to go in. Go in and like uh, walk straight in, and um, Dave Matthews, God rest his soul, is the kit man, first guy I see, Gary Thompson, new signing, um, where, where do I go? Because if someone as loud as myself, I'm quite shy when I first meet people, yeah. like, feel me way in, like, they must say, well, he says, uh, 
Yeah, he says, uh, you're number one. Let me go and show you where you're, where you're in place, in places. So I walk through, in the, I walk in the dressing room now, I know everybody's looking at me. Walk in, all right? all right? I ain't looking at anybody, but I'm just saying, all right? And he takes me to number one. So I've got a bomber jacket, leather bomber jacket, take me bomber off, went to hang it up. There's a banana hanging over the peg. But I, you know, I knocked the banana off, I went, yeah, good. But I want to get changed quickly, get myself changed in that light. Derek Stalin. Now, I was with the under 21s with Gary Owen, so I knew Gary Owen well. I knew Steve McKenzie. I didn't really know many of the others. I'd just been booted by Ali Rabu and all them. Like. So Stalin walks by and he goes, Big man, I want to tell you this. John Wilde hates the brothers. You see, we did that. <laughs> so I'm like, first day. So John Wilde is there for three weeks after that. And then he goes to be a player coach at Peterborough. Every day in training, I could, I would kick him. I make the point of kicking. I mean, John Wilde's the toughest man alive, he doesn't matter to him, but it makes me feel better. I'm kicking him. Like. 25, 30 years later, I'm sitting at a table, Coventry, I'm Coventry, West Brom beat Villa. Villa beat um, Chelsea 3 0. It's a couple of seasons ago at uh, the Hawthorns. And. Um, I think Mourinho was a gaffer. They beat him 3 0 anyway. John Moore's on the table with me, my wife, Ken Moncab. We were all chatting, doing all that, but I still got this thing about Wiley and that. And he's polite, he's lovely. He's chatting away, laughing and joking, all that. I do a do about six weeks later, and I'm telling the story to Ali Rob. And he laughs and that. I says, funny, because you and Wiley are like tight and that. And Ali Rob is top, top bloke. He says, I thought you'd have realised that was staying them all day. He just does that stuff to wipe people up. So I've been carrying this 30 year grudge with John Wilder. Like, he's there, he's staying them again. But yeah, I'll go to the Albion. That, that's my first day. I go in training. I do the training. Gary Owen knows me. And Gary Owen said to him, listen, when the, uh, when Tom gets his feet on the table, he'll start wanting to have a few funnies and throw a little bit in like, do not laugh. So like, first day. Do the training coming, and we used to have the massive big baths and all that. So we we're sitting there, all like, like sticks and all that. And Owen and David Stade used to hold court about the training session who had a shocker and who, how, what did you do in that game? And it was funny, as I'd be sitting there, like, and they say things about people, and I'm like, yeah, what about when he did that? Everyone's been laughing, everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> right, again, like. so I wait a bit, and I'll try another funny, like, nothing, nothing. and then I just waited five minutes. I knew if I walked in that app, then they'd have me. So I waited five minutes, took me time, got into the bath, got out of the bath, got in the shower, got in the car, went home, said my missus, you hit me. And I was like that for about three weeks. And then uh, I also, when I made my debut, um, it was Pat Jennings' thousandth game for Arsenal. So I had to clap him on the pitch. Oh, fuck yeah, nice one, Pat. Clap him on the pitch. Ball gets played to me, and Geezer reminded me about this uh, last year at the Albion. <laughs> this is, uh, ball gets played to me. Uh, inside right channel, cleaning in on goal. So I'm bearing it on goal. Pat Jennings is coming out. He's like, Pat's giving it one of them. I see him coming. Ball bubbles a little bit. I chip him. <laughs> Try and chip Pat Jennings. Little did I know, Pat Jennings give it that with the hands and didn't move. So I chipped the ball right straight to his hands. He went, unlucky big man. Threw the ball out the other way. And I was like, oh, they're going to hate me. Plus the fact that they didn't laugh when I spoke. Um, I was suspended for the first game when I joined. And then when I played with my debut, that was the Arsenal. Second game was Luton Town. Me and Paul Elliott had a colossal battle against each other. Coming up full time. <coughs> Ron Wiley's whole team talk. He was the manager. Was how <laughs> was. And I was excited. And he just ripped me for about 15 minutes. And I'm thinking, he's saying this because he loves me. And he wants me to be better. But he, he got a little bit. 
and even, even the lads at the end, we had, he walked out, slammed the door, and even some of the lads went, big man, <laughs> killed you there, didn't he? <laughs> so that was me opening a few weeks in the Albion. I'm like, dear God, this, this, I've come from, not utopia, but if I made a run, players played into my chest and my feet, balls crossed in the box, it was beautiful, we each other. It was just like being at school. I left school and joined another school. <laughs> Go to the Albion, and they are good players, but it's not the same sort of feeling about it. I'm getting ripped, I'm being ignored, and then it's going to the manager hates me. So I'm like, this can't get any better than it, any worse. Like, we play again the next game, Albion play um, Ipswich at home. Within five, we playing against Butcher and Osman, me and Cyril. Within five minutes, Ball gets played, I, I can't remember how I got it, but I think it was half a back pass of Reddy, come around and keep and put it in. And there's a picture, I say iconic, because it is for me, like, I'm standing <laughs> in the awful, giving it in a bigger, like, and they're all road rows to me, and that Cyril's coming up after, we beat them 4-2. And from then, I was off and running. And like, I always, always loved it that the Hawthorns playing there. I just felt always, I score, I'm gonna score here. I loved the way they treated me. I, I love being there. When, once I got there, and started scoring goals, and, Alan Robin insists we go out every week, every Wednesday. I love the social scene. It was close to where I lived. Where would you go then? We go Liberties. We go Liberty Roads. Liberties on a Wednesday, Bel Air on a Monday. Um, there was we. Uh, there was a guy called Mick Kelly who was Ron's assistant. Who was the worst coach you've ever met. <laughs> he, he was in England squad. He's with um, Rodson and all that. Part yeah. of that London mafia. He just used to. He had a big Rolex. So anyone argued with him, he could roll his sleeves. Oh my. Rolex were fight people like <laughs> but he loved me and like, like scoring goals things are going well but he's always fighting with everybody and Cyril's the nicest man in the world Cyril don't really he's not really having it but he loves me can he like so like I, we used to go we used to go there but we wouldn't go after uh, after a, a Wednesday night but our social scene was brilliant and like I say the, the lads with Statham Statham's brilliant funniest man ever best player I've ever played with uh, Martin Yol came there probably the dirtiest man I've ever played with and I can put it about <laughs> Romeo Zondervan was there Martin Bennett another tough guy Alice Alan Robinson a brilliant organiser defensively but as a bloke got the whole crew together um, Nicky Cross who became a really good mate of mine um, Clive Whitehead who years later had I realised I just but wherever if I left club I'd just take him with me because Clive used to just throw crotty seed for me ready so like I, I, had, I had it off at West Brom so I, there's no real reason for me to go there's, you know I didn't want to go I, I liked it there I was close to Birmingham I, I was living in Coventry Brinkler but I was close close I could go out have a good time no one was following you you could do what you wanted it was brilliant I was scoring goals and the Albion didn't do that well in the time I was there but with the players you had you kept looking McKenzie and all them you kept thinking this is going to get better it's going to get better and in the end Johnny Giles come in and uh, he, he wasn't having me from day one and um, I think that he sold Cyril to Coventry I think by the window and the following the summer he sold me so where are we now what year are we now this is 84 84, 85 so you've gone from Albion to Sheffield no I'm, I'm, I'm still at Albion and obviously oh, bloody hell we have to come back <laughs> but uh, I'm still at the Albion I'll just tell you this one quickly um, we're at Albion and uh I've scored I was top scorer for the two seasons I was there I'm scoring goals I'm loving it but Giles he comes in and he's not he's not really having me he called me over one day and he said uh, we got beat by Luton in the um, quarterfinals of the FA Cup I think, no Watford it was sorry quarterfinals of the FA Cup 
and we should never have been beaten. I've been kicked in the face on the, on the Wednesday, Bill Anderson boots, booted me in the mouth, I was concussed. They taught me to play on the Saturday with 15 stitches in my mouth, but I'm running, I, could, I can't even move, I'm feeling it. Jarzy calls me on the Monday, I think he, that was his first game, pulls me on the Monday. And, uh, I think There's some team that should never have been in so far, but they played us in course. And um, he pulls me and he says, oh, the game lad, he says, you know, I've got a few goals, you run around. Yeah, yeah. Out of your mouth then. I said, well, they said if I get a whack in it again, I'll end up with plastic surgery, so I'm best to give it a few days and let's help. It's not going to ruin your looks though, is it? That's the fair. <laughs> right, okay, go for that. And this is, uh, do you remember Mick Jones? <laughs> he said, I thought, used to play with Sheffield United, went to Leeds, broke his collarbone in the, um, the, the final, cup final against Arsenal, didn't they? I said, yeah, played on proper centre forward, he played with Sniffer Clark and that. But he went, yeah, he was a good centre forward. Walked off. So I'm like, <laughs> so I tell the lads, and they're like, oh, you're not going to be here that long. Because like, all the time, they used to have to run a book in the, in the, in the jet, um, dugout. Because in the days, you only have one stop. But the others would be sitting around, and they'd say, how long before they have a bet, and how long before he started slaughtering me on Nicky Cross? First ball got, <laughs> give it all that like. And I'd be like, carry on, Nicky Cross, Nicky's a lovely fella. But he'd be at the two of us, like, so people would be like, as soon as behind his back, they'd be like, so they, they'd have the bet, they'd make the money, and that. I've scored these goals, you're going to see Charlesy. Top scorer, Arsenal are in for me, QPR are in for me, Sheffield Wednesday, um, there's fucking loads of clubs. I'm not in any rush to go anywhere now, because I'm thinking, well, a clever man, when he's doing well, like he stays where he's doing yeah. well, just gets more money, where he just gets yeah. rewarded for doing well. So I don't particularly want to go anywhere. I want to play for England. I feel I've scored enough goals. I mean, there's me, Bannister and Chris Waddle um, earlier that, that year, and we're talking to each other, because I've known Chris since he was a kid at Coventry, Bannister, and they're both at Newcastle. It's a Christmas, isn't it? They're talking and they said, oh yeah, England B squad and the full squad's coming up and that. Yeah, we've been told that three of us, two of us are going to be getting call-ups and that. So me being the shy retiring fellow, I said, which one is going to be playing in the B squad then? <laughs> and they were, we were laughing that like, little realising that Bannister played B, Waddle played in the full side, and I'm still waiting. Wie had dat gedacht? Van shoppen in Milaan naar achter de koopjes aan. <laughs> Gelukkig heeft Telford smart pakkers. Niet het laatste model telefoon, maar wel de beste prijs. <laughs> dat is toch genieten? Geniet ook zonder te veel te betalen met Telford Smart Packers. Zoals de Samsung Galaxy S7 met 1 gig en 150 minuten. Nu voor maar 26,50 euro per maand. Doe je voordeel mee, Telford. Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.